Welcome to the Charlotte Mason Poetry Podcast, where we strive to share an authentic interpretation of Mason's life work. We thank you for joining us and hope you enjoy the program. Hi, this is Antonella Greco with the Charlotte Mason Poetry Podcast, and we have a special episode for you today. Many parents get interested in the Charlotte Mason method when their children are young, and they wonder what happens when children educated in this manner get older. Is the Charlotte Mason method a good preparation for life and or for college? Well, today I have the opportunity to talk to a young woman who was homeschooled from birth all the way through high school using the Charlotte Mason method. Her name is Ainsley Middlecoff. Hello, Ainsley. How are you today? Hi. I'm good. How are you? Great. So I understand that you've just finished your first semester at college. Is that right? Yep. What school are you going to and what are you studying? I'm going to um, Iowa State University uh, studying agricultural business with a minor in animal science. Oh, interesting. Can you tell us a little bit of how you ended up choosing that as your major? Yeah. Um, so I've always had an interest in farming and agriculture, and I've always liked getting my hands dirty uh, in the sense of like planting things and then also like being around animals. And so originally, what I thought I was going to do at first was I was going to live on this big farm and I was going to be self-sustaining and everything. Hmm. And my my thought process was that I would be going to college to be learning like the agriculture side of it. Um, but then uh, mainly after reading You Can Farm by Joel Solitin, I decided maybe it would be it would be better to learn the business side of the agricultural world at school where it would probably be easier to wrap my head around it than try and learn that on my own. Uh, so I, I found this major that was agricultural business, which mm. like is pretty self-explanatory, just like business with an agricultural <laughs> yes, like aspect to it. Right. Um, and so I decided, you know, that would, that would, that would probably be the better route because I would probably be able to teach myself more of the farming side than the business side. Right. Yeah. Getting a strong foundation in that to start. That sounds like a great idea. Do you have a favorite farm animal? Yes. I love horses. I've okay. always loved horses. I've always <laughs> okay. wanted one. I want one really bad. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I can make that happen one day. Your graduation gift. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, could you tell me about your education before college? Were you homeschooled from the beginning all the way through high school? Yeah, but I was homeschooled all the way. Never really uh, had a lesson from someone other than my parents. Okay. Did you ever set foot in a school? Not, not for like for going to school. Like there was one time when I visited my older brother at his college. So like I've walked around in a school building before, but never for the purpose of like learning there. Right. Uh, which parent did the homeschooling with you, your mother or your father? Yes, yes. <laughs> both of them actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's always been, well, not always, up till high school. Um, I was taking lessons from both of them. Um, up until that point, uh, my mom did most of the schooling. Mm -hmm. And then my dad would do things like French and Bible reading and math with us like in the evenings. Uh, but then once I got into high school, 
my dad started taking over more of the schooling and started doing everything and then mom switched to like just doing with with wiles Hmm. through your homeschooling years did you participate in any kind of co-op group thing like that no well because a lot of times we were uh, busy with skating because that took up a lot of time Mm -hmm. but also like the the places that we lived there weren't there weren't really many co-ops like in the area did you have homeschooled friends around not really I mean, like I did have some friends through church that I knew did a form of homeschooling, but, but it was, it was like through church. So they were more of like a church friend than a homeschool friend. Right. Right. So you've told us about skating. Did you have activities outside the home? I mean, I guess skating is a big part. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Skating (laughs) was, skating was the biggest thing, but like, I also did, I also did ballet for a few years Hmm. and that was really fun. Like I did. Um, I did some performances. I was in the Nutcracker a few times and then some of their spring shows, but that was also like more to help with skating, like to get the the (laughs) artistry side and uh, be able to apply that to skating. Right. Oh, that's neat. I'm sure that the question on everyone's mind is how does a Charlotte Mason homeschool prepare someone for college? So overall, do you feel you were prepared, well-prepared for your first semester? I would say yes. I was surprised at how smooth the academic transition was. I I had this mindset that everything was going to be different, which turned out not to be the case because Mm -hmm. like in college, there's a lot more of the, like on your own work. Cause like Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll have, uh, you'll go to the class and be taught by our professor, but then they give you homework and you have to do the homework and you have to study for your test like on your own. And I felt like I still had, or like I was, like I was well prepared for that because Mm. especially my senior year of high school, I did a lot of like my own scheduling. Like I, I was already used to doing a lot of things on my own. Hmm. So it it was a really smooth transition. Hmm. Oh, that's really great. Uh, But one, one thing that I kind of wish I would have done, I wish I would have done a few college level classes. Um, just to get out like some of the, the the early English classes, like the things that you could do at a community college. Hmm. Um, I kind of wish that I had done some of those beforehand so that I wasn't going into college with no credits whatsoever, because that would have given me a little more leeway to to try different things. But I think that I've worked around that and I've figured out what I can do to still try new things while still getting the required number of of credits for graduation is it a three-year degree or a four-year degree or it's what four is years that? okay that's great let's start with the positives what aspects of your homeschooling were the best preparation for college uh, it was being like the self-initiator or self-initiation self-motivation making sure that i got all my things done in a timely manner so that I wasn't procrastinating to the last second to, to get things done. Um, but also like a big help was, was narration. Because hmm. like, um, especially with, with the animal science classes that I did this semester, like as I was walking back to really just like walking around campus, I would, I would either call most of the time it was my mom, but I would also call my grandpa a few times because he grew up, he grew up on a farm Hmm. and I would tell them all about what I learned in the class because like 
it it was kind of weird like being done with the class and then not having to mm. like go right to doing the narration <laughs> uh, which I was so used to and and that also and also like helped me better understand it because I was like, narration you're digesting it and then you're getting them back in your own words and it helps you yeah. um, it helps you get a better understanding um, but it was also really fun to talk with my grandpa about stuff because I'm the I'm the only grandchild that has really taken an interest in farming. So it's it's been really fun having like almost like picking his brain in a sense to see mm. what what things are similar that that he did as a growing up and things that I'm like now learning. Uh, so that's just been really fun. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing that you could share that time with him and it's true about narration right it's about sharing the knowledge yeah and so that's yeah that's really cool I'm glad that you took that opportunity and are taking that opportunity to do that that's really great did your Charlotte Mason education give you anything that other first year students didn't have uh, I think I don't know for sure if this is the case just because I've again I never remember went to high school like an actual mm. school but I would say that maybe I had, I guess you could say more colorful education. Because um, like, one of my favorite school subjects was was learning Greek and Roman mythology. Hmm. I, I really, I really, I just like the old stories and the myths and legends, and that kind of stuff. And there have been a few times where I've talked to a friend that that like, goes to a public or a private school. And like, I learned that they they never they never like learned mythology like that mm, and it just mm. it was really strange to me but also like I think maybe I was was maybe more intrigued or like willing to learn about different subjects because you know like history geography like all of these different things were from story-based books and not from a textbook. So you're not just like getting a bunch of like facts. You're getting you're getting like some some extra points or what what other people might say, like useless knowledge. Like just getting mm. getting like little tidbits that you might not find like if you were going through a textbook. It's like only things that you can get from the story. Probably my favorite geography book by far was The King's Fifth. Hmm. And like, while it was about like geography, about early Americas, it also like it had it had a story behind it. And I, I loved that book. And there was there was like a chapter or two um, still left over when the year ended. So I didn't like I didn't have to read that book anymore. But I still like I finished it because I wanted to see how the story <laughs> ended. Um, and I don't know that a lot of public school, private school kids get that. Hmm. That's, that's really nice to have. Mm, thanks for sharing that with us. Did you continue to practice any Charlotte Mason type of methods in your first college semester? You talked about narration. Yeah, um, yeah. Narration was narration was the biggest thing. Yeah, but I did um, at different points throughout the semester. Uh, I did ask my dad for for some help with things, like mainly with with the math class that I had to take. So I guess. I guess in a way you could, you could say that that's a, that's a Charlotte Mason practice because I'm like going back to my back to my <laughs> old teacher that's that's I know is always going to be there for me so <laughs> yeah that's great <laughs> that's good <laughs> let's talk about some of the challenges 
Is there any kind of preparation that you felt that was lacking or some things that could have helped you be more prepared for college? I mean, I'm sure there's probably something that just doesn't really come to mind, but like, I, I really, for the most part, I did, I did feel, I did feel prepared. And like, if there was just something that I was unsure about, I would ask either like the mentors that I had, or I would ask my parents for any help that they could give me. How about like taking of tests under a, you know, strict timeline and situation and things like that? Did you find yeah. that to be a, ta- a challenge? Um, it actually like, it wasn't that stressful. Like I would, I would like obviously get nervous about taking tests because I would always like want, want to do my best. When I was uh, like studying for the ACT, you know, like that, that's uh, like a big, huge timed test. And there are a lot of, like a lot of questions to do in, in a short amount of time with the math section, you have like 60 minutes for 60 questions. So that's like, a you, mm. if you like really want to get through all of them, that's like a minute per question. Like, well, most of the time I would, I would use almost all of the, all of the time given. I guess like it wasn't as stressful, like thinking like, oh, I still have so many questions left and like hardly any time left. But like, there were some that I could get through really quickly. And then for the ones where I maybe like had to write an answer, I could do those last. And so I could like take more, take more time with those. And also like, if I didn't try to think of the word, um, <laughs> like if, if I was unsure of the answer, then I, I could just skip it and I could go back to the next one, which is like kind of the, the thought process that you want to get into when you're taking like the SAT or the ACT. If you're confused about it now, move on to the next thing and then try and get back to it before, hmm. before time runs out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad you didn't find that stressful in the ACT or in your first the, semester. The, the ACT, was, the, the <laughs> ACT was, was a little bit stressful, but I guess like in comparison, uh, the, the ones at school were, were a little more calm. Oh, that's great. That's great. So how did you do in your first semester? I did, I did really well. I was really, uh, I was really happy with, uh, with how I did like the, the academic side, the academic side was great, but like, because of, of COVID stuff, it was harder to, it was a lot harder to meet people. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had, I had great professors. (laughs) I only really disliked one of them, (laughs) which which was really nice. (laughs) Um, And, and I always had, I had my family backing me up. Mm. It was a a good first semester. That's great. That's great. What were some things you put into practice yourself to be successful in your first semester, would you say? Well, one of the, one of the first things that I did was um, I got a calendar. Like I I knew that I wanted to get a calendar because um, like, while there is one on like my computer or my phone or something, it's just different having a physical calendar right there that mm. you have to like write have to write in. And when I was looking for one, I ended up finding one that was a family calendar. So it had like different lines in it for like all throughout the week, there were different lines. So I took that and I used it where like, instead of putting the names of people, I would put in the classes hmm. or, um, or like if there was something for a club, I would say like, I would like, no, that this is like, this is for 
such and such club. And so like I, I was able to see, like I wrote down where all the tests were and if there were like talks or seminars or something, I would write those down too. And I would write down the times and what building and classroom they were in. And uh, that, that helped a lot. I also had, um, I had a learning team. They split up all of the AgBiz freshmen into six learning teams. And then each team had two mentors. And if there was anything I would say to any college, I would say have a learning team with mentors because that was amazing. My mentors were amazing. Who are the mentors? Are they the mentors are are upperclassmen? Oh, okay. Yeah. And like not even just my two mentors, like all of the all 12 of the mentors, they would work together to like set up things. Like they set up um, like review sessions before each of the four economics tests and it would be like two nights or two days. And like, we could ask questions about like things that we were unsure about. And also like, because of like, because of COVID, there were certain things that, that you would do under normal circumstances that we weren't able to, Mm -hmm. Um, but our mentors still tried to, to give us opportunities to get to know our fellow freshmen and, also the like the faculty and staff they they were the best they were so good Hmm. and I also like maybe halfway into the semester um, I started listening to how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie like really like listening to to what this guy was saying it kind of like changed my mindset at least like towards other people So like I would go up to my professors and and talk to them like every once in a Mm -hmm. while. And there there was one professor in particular where like that class was online. So if I wanted if I wanted to really talk to that professor, I would have to go to the building that his office was in. And uh, because his his lectures were also recorded. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't we never really had interaction with him unless Mm -hmm. we went to where he was. If you, as as Dale Carnegie says, like if you show a genuine interest in someone or in what someone's job is like something that someone else loves, you'll get kind of like extra things that you didn't ask for. And there was another professor that would, that would be like in the same area. So I got to talk to her too. And I, I, she wasn't one of my professors but I still, I got to talk to her and I got to know her a little bit. And next fall, I'm going to be taking some, some classes where she's, where she's the main professor. Mm. And it also helped when I was, um, when I had lunch one time with, with my mentor, mm. I, I asked questions that would let her do most of the talking. Mm-hmm. And, and through yeah. that, like she, like her family owns a, a big like corn and soybean farm and like so she she showed me of her own accord she showed me some pictures of of the equipment that they use and like some of the land and then she invited me to to come to her farm mm-hmm. and kind of like get to see how they do harvest which was really cool which and I, I ended up doing that one day like I drove out to her home and rode around in their tractor and hmm. combine and the, the truck as they were taking the corn to to the plant that they like dropped it off at 
and it was really cool. And if I, if I hadn't really shown interest that that probably never would have happened. Everyone, everyone should read that book. It's a great book. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And it's true. I can speak to the professor side of things. My husband's a professor and with COVID and whatever, um, it's just so good that you, to actually speak with students because even from the professor side, this mm -hmm. is not the normal interactions yeah. that they want to have. Right. So, uh, it's really good that you went out of your way and made it up, made the effort to go and engage with these people, because that's why they got into teaching <laughs> <It's Yeah. laughs> because they want to be able to engage with students this way. So that's really great. And yeah, with your mentor, that's awesome. This was certainly a strange year to experience college and first year of college with the COVID restrictions in place, et cetera. How did that work at ISU? Uh, so they had, like every incoming freshman had to take a COVID test. And most of the freshmen moved in like a week or a week and a half before classes actually started because um, they were trying to, to spread out the move-in dates a little more so that there it wasn't as congested like in the dorm rooms you didn't have to have a mask on but mm. if you were anywhere else in the dorm you had to wear one in the dining halls when you weren't eating mm -hmm. you had to wear a mask and uh, really like anytime you were inside mm -hmm. you had to wear one unless obviously you you were in your own room mm -hmm. um, and then in the classrooms they had it so that you were in every other seat mm-hmm uh, to try and like space everyone out and they also had the the professor they had like, like a line of tape or something like where where they mm -hmm. couldn't cross yeah um and well, that's exactly what we have here too there's like a yeah. little box where the professor can yeah. wander in but not yeah. go past the line yeah okay mm -hmm. okay yeah. great which like it was it was fine like we still we mm -hmm. were still able to like to learn well but it was hard for the professors because most hmm. of the ones that I had, like they would normally walk like among the students, mm -hmm. which like they weren't able to do because they had to stay in their little box. But then also like we were in classrooms that were so much bigger so that mm -hmm. like, especially in, in the classes that like everyone for a given major took, there would be a lot of people yeah, um, taking those classes. So they had to have these big big like auditorium like classrooms to to make sure that everyone was spaced out and then also like they um they had the an option where like from from any dining hall you could you could order stuff to go so like if you didn't want mm -hmm. to eat right. in the dining hall you could just right. take your food and then go somewhere else right and did you have a lot of opportunity to be outside yeah yeah that was that was one of the one, one of the best things was before it started getting really cold, like, well, sometimes it would be hot. It was still, <laughs> I would still gladly prefer being outside where I didn't have to wear a mask than inside mm -hmm. where I did have to wear one. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of my like homework and just schoolwork in general. I did a lot of that outside. Mm -hmm. uh, like I would pick a tree and sit underneath it and do my work. No, oh, that's great. Is there a lot of nature, green space yeah. around on campus? Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, it is, it's a beautiful campus. It's oh, really pretty, nice. especially in the fall when like all the colors change. Yeah. It's so pretty. Oh, that's so great. That helps a lot too, right? Yeah. Also, <laughs> Just like, being not, able to be. Yeah, because like you, especially like 
not just to, to see the beauty, but also like walking around in nature and mm-hmm. walking around outside, you're, mm-hmm. you're less, you're less stressed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for so sure. A lot. <laughs> right? It's no different than with little kids and adults and everyone in between, right? We just feel yep. better. We, we feel better the more we can be out there. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a bit about what kind of family support you had in your first semester? I had a, I had a lot of family support. It was, it's amazing. <laughs> um, the biggest help was that I had family half an hour away from campus, mm. and like I I went over and stayed at their house like every weekend, like literally every single weekend I would oh. drive on over to their house, and because like on the weekends like there there wasn't really anything to do. Um, and also like my roommate she would also like her family lived like an hour or so away so she would go home on the weekend too Mm. so if I stayed I would just be there by myself which I had Mm. no interest in doing Mm. (laughs) um they're so loving and I'm Mm. I'm so thankful for them Mm. but I also had regular calls with my mom and dad Mm. I I, uh, talked with my dad at least like once every day and Mm. then with my mom there would be some there would be some days where I called her like three or four times mm-hmm. and I would either be talking to her in the form of a narration <laughs> or just <laughs> talking to her just just to talk to her mm-hmm. and like there was a little bit too where I would, I would call my grandpa and I would mm-hmm. talk to him too um, over Labor Day weekend uh, my mom and Wiles they drove up to visit which was really nice and then later on in the semester, my dad flew into Ames, Iowa, and he stayed a few days with me. Mm. We, we were really strategic about when he visited um, because uh, the first thing was it was the weekend that he visited. It was the halfway mark between when my mom and Wiles had visited and the end of the semester. <laughs> but also it was the same week as the career fair. And like seeing as I had... I had never like had a real job before. I mean, like I was a, I was a teacher's helper for learn to skate, but I I didn't have to interview to do that. Mm. Um, And I was really nervous. And like, I knew that I had to look at the list of companies that were going to be there. And I had to do like a little bit of research to be able to like give myself the edge of like something to talk about, about that specific company Mm. to like, try and get on their good side so that they would be more interested in me um and so my dad came to visit right around there so that this year they had it as two days uh, but I only really did stuff on the first day which he was there for and it was really nice to have him there because like even though he was like off screen he was still in the room with me (laughs) and like after after each like little like mini interview he would be able to I'll be able to like look over to him and then mm. like get some pointers from him. And he also like gave me some question suggestions. And also, and we also looked at a, a list of like organic farms that were maybe looking for interns, but not, not enough interns or like not a big enough company to really like come to one of those career fairs. Did you find a church to be a part of? Yeah. So there, there's a big church that's five-ish minutes from campus that hmm. a lot of the students will go to 
um, because it's the the service itself is it's kind of like more directed towards like that college age mm-hmm. and you would go to one of these like big services where there would be like hundreds of people um, but then they also had a bunch of C groups which would be like mm-hmm. connection groups mm-hmm. each group would meet like once a week to either reflect on the sermon from like of that week or to like study a book of the bible or like just to to talk and get into like more of the the deeper things that might not be touched on as much in the actual sermon and like I joined a C group but it was a a different kind of service than what I'm used to Mm because I'm like I'm used to having more of the elements like having the like the priests and their albs and like having an altar like right there in the front and like Mm -hmm. candles and and a processional cross and that kind of thing like and, from a liturgical, from a liturgical yeah. church, right? Yeah. yeah, a liturgical church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of felt like I was missing something mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. a lot of it was just like songs and then the sermon and a little bit of prayer. And it just felt like I was like I was missing something. Mm-hmm. So um, I started going to the same church as my aunt and uncle went to. And that church is a, is a Baptist church. And while like the the structure of the service still is different than an Anglican service, which mm-hmm. is like what I was raised with, mm-hmm. it still had like it had more of the prayer and it had mm-hmm. it had like a, a reading from the Bible. That was it was kind of like the church that I did. Like I did a little bit of like I, I met with my C group, mm-hmm. but I went to church with with my relatives um, to to their home church. Did you make friends in your first semester? I made more acquaintances mm-hmm. than friends. Mm-hmm. Just because like you had to, you had to try a lot harder yeah. to, to get to know people. Yeah. And like for me specifically, I would have to go like a lot farther out of my comfort zone. Hmm. Uh, because, you know, like I'm, I like to think that I'm an extrovert, but I'm really not. <laughs> um, like if, if I'm around people that I know like I'll I'll talk a lot and I'll talk really loudly <laughs> um, but but like put me in a room by myself and I'll just like stand awkwardly in the corner and just like yeah. not say anything but I did try to to get to know some of the people that were next to me like mm. I say next to me but they really weren't they were like <laughs> right a, a, a little ways they were like an arm's length away from me right. So like I get, I did like try to get to know some people and like I would talk, I would talk with them and stuff, but I didn't do a whole lot with those people. Like, especially in Iowa, like a lot of people that would go to Iowa State, they like grew up in small towns where everyone went to the same elementary school and then everyone went to the same like middle school and everyone went to the same high school. So they came in already knowing a bunch of people, which mm. is the complete opposite of me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I, I got to know acquaintances, but mm. I, I didn't really make much friends. But I did still talk a lot with with my two best friends from here in Michigan, and they were also like really encouraging, and they, mm. um, that helped. Early on in the semester, they sent me what they called like a, a box of happiness or something, a box of sunshine. Mm. It was a box mm. of sunshine, and that was that was really sweet. Yeah, oh, that's sweet. Um, 
but not not very many new friends, unfortunately. Hmm. I know COVID doesn't help with that either because nope. they're less social, if any, yeah. right? Like events mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. yeah. can you tell us a bit how your relationship has changed or if it has changed with your parents and your siblings now that you've been away at college? Yeah, my relationship has definitely like deepened with with my dad because like while he was my teacher, like there there were times where I maybe thought that that there was something that would kind of be a little awkward to talk about with him. Um, but over the course of the semester, this kind of gone away a little bit. And I'm, hmm. I'm probably more, more open with him. Um, not to say that I wasn't before, just saying that I'm like more so now hmm. than I was before. Hmm. And um, while it wasn't regular, I would still have FaceTime calls with, with Wiles. Mm. And we would have some, we would have some fun conversations. Uh, my relationship with Palmer, like my older brother, that's gotten a lot better because like mm. when we were young, we would, we would fight a lot, but now like we're, we're both more mature and mm. especially now, like we're, we're both adults now. Then like, especially with, with my mom, it was kind of like perfect timing because kind of like, as I've gotten older, because like you could say the gap between mother and friend has has lessened uh, to the point where I say that the, my mom's my best friend. Mm. That was really nice to have because I feel like I can talk to her about anything, mm. uh, like any and everything. But we can still have like disagreements and we can still have mm. like kind of arguments without like hurting that relationship and like still knowing that like we're best friends. Mm. That's such a blessing. Do you have any plans for the summer that you'd like to share with us? I do. One thing that's heavily encouraged by our mentors, but then also by our professors is to not waste a single summer to be having like a summer internship or to be um, like doing uh, like a study abroad across the summer. And so I was I was proactive in trying to find a, an internship that I could do over the summer. I, I had started getting frustrated and like down on myself that, that it was taking me a lot longer to, to get an internship than mm. like some of the other freshmen. Like, but my, my time eventually came and um, I talked with some ladies uh, that like work on an organic farm. Like I reached out to them it's the White Violet Center for like Economic Justice mm. um, with the Sisters of Providence. And their farm is like right next to the St. Mary of the Woods College in Indiana. Mm. And my interview with them, I was like, I was nervous, but then once it started, I was comfortable right away. Mm. And it was more of a conversation than it was an interview. Mm. And I, I made sure that I asked questions about like about what kind of things I would be doing as an intern, but also like as they continued to talk about the garden that they tend and about the laying hens that they raise and also about this, this small herd of alpaca that, mm. that they raise. That's cool. Um, I came up with some like genuine questions, like how long, like how long do they keep their their hens around before they um, like bring in fresh ones and the next day either the next day or or later even the same day 
I I got an offer from them mm-hmm. like asking if like saying that they like talked it over and they would they would love to have me on board to to be an intern and I I gleefully accepted so this summer I will be at St. Mary of the Woods Indiana and I'll be I'll be helping tend the garden this like five acre garden that they have um mm. and then also caring for the animals and um and in addition to that they have a farm store and also a stall at the uh, like the local farmers market so I'll also be helping like man both of those and it's I'm super excited about it because it's right in line with with what I want to do because I still want to have a farm Mm -hmm. but not not as not really like self-sustaining anymore (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um but like I still want to have the farm and I still want to have um, like crops and also animals and like I want to be able to like go to a farmer's market and all the other stuff Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm super excited and the the sisters are so nice and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really excited it sounds like an amazing experience. I saw the website your dad had sent it along one day and I looked through it and oh yeah, it just looks amazing. That's going to be yeah. so much fun for you. That's going to be such a great opportunity. I'm so glad that came through for you. They don't have horses though. No, <laughs> <laughs> no they don't, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but alpacas, that will be fun. Yeah, alpaca, alpaca, yeah. Um, like reading that they had alpacas too, that was that was really fun and interesting. It's like, because he's how how many times are you gonna run into a farm that raises up packets? No, no, that's true. That's so great. Do you have any parting advice for parents homeschooling their children now and thinking about their futures? Yeah. Well, well, I want to start off first with by um by saying something to to the kids. It was like, I I struggled with this too growing up. And like, I know that there are times when you think that, that the narration is like, you just, you just don't want to do it. You just want to read it, Mm. read the reading and then be done with it. Mm. But I would, I would really encourage children to, to get into the habit of, of narrating because it, it really does. It really does help because I'm, I'm doing it even now, like even, even though I don't have to. I still like I narrate I narrate to my mom like every day Mm. so that's the first thing I would say but then to to the parents I would say like keep at it don't feel don't stress yourself out about it too much like while it may be a little bit harder um, for a a homeschool student Mm. to to then go off into the world and Mm -hmm. like go Mm. go to college where where they're suddenly like a lot more on their own than they used to. Mm. There's still aspects of, of being a homeschool student that, that really like give you the edge. Um, hmm. Like the time management being one of the biggest things. Hmm. Yeah. And like, especially as your, as your like kids um, like get older and are starting to like get into high school, give give them more of an opportunity to figure out their schedule. Just give them like uh, a deadline kind of like at the end of the week where everything has to be done, but then kind of like start letting them figure out their own schedules Mm. so that they can figure out 
what to do when if you want to like go out with friends on the weekend or if mm. you want to or if you want to have maybe like like a bigger break around lunch or something mm. like that because mm. if anything else time management like knowing mm. how to manage your time is is a big thing if they know how to manage their time they're probably less likely to procrastinate and leave things mm. to the last second mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then also like even when you get upset with them still still be kind to them let them know that you'll always be for them and that you're always you're always available Mm -hmm. uh, if they're insecure about something still maintain that parent and child relationship Mm -hmm. but also like let them know that that they're your friend Mm -hmm. and that like you can learn alongside each other Hmm. um like even though even though my mom she's she's been out of college for a long time now but she still through the books that that we go through together like she's still learning new things and Hmm. and she continues to do math with wiles like when whenever Hmm. they do algebra she joins them and she like learns Hmm. along with them Hmm. because there's it's like I know, I know that my dad has talked about it probably a million times, mm-hmm. but 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 it's it's real. Like the mm-hmm. the aura, the aura is real. Like because if mm-hmm. if the child sees the parent's interest in something, then the child is going to want to be like the parent and is going to mm-hmm. will will take more of an interest in it if the if it's if he or she sees that that their parent is also like interested in in one of these things and also like vice versa if if the if the parent is going through all these things dragging their feet then Hmm. they're gonna do the same yeah that's a good word for us as homeschooling parents Ainsley thank you for that (laughs) and for the kids too yeah that's that's really great well thank you very much Ainsley for taking some time to chat with me today It's been a pleasure hearing about your first semester and we wish you all the best as you continue your studies and as you go off to your summer placement as well. Thanks. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating or a review on iTunes. Thank you for listening to the Charlotte Mason Poetry Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. Yeah, I would not do something like this live. That's way too stressful. (laughs) It's good to know that we can start over if we need to start over. So that's really great. Okay.